Welcome to the great conversation where ideas matter. Ideas not only can shape markets, but they can change the world. Uh, one, of, um, one of the things we've had many conversations about uh, in and around, especially the security industry and also bleeding over into the operations of a company is this idea of intelligent communications. We've seen it in the consumer world uh, where we're seeing this mix of audio and video really give an idea of presence in the intelligent home. And uh, I've had the pleasure of be, uh, becoming part of a working group on audio and intelligent communications with some uh, leading companies in the risk resilience and security industry. And today I have someone who, uh, what I love about her is she's involved intimately in the business development of her company uh, with uh, a little bit of a geek background like me in security engineering, which uh, really allows her to see things in a much more unique way than just selling systems. I want to introduce you, the Director of Business Development for AMAG, Cami Dukes. Cami, welcome to The Great Conversation. Hi, Ron. Thank you for having me. Super excited to be here and looking forward to the chat. Really interested. Why would AMAG and Kemi Dukes want to be part of an audio and intelligent communications working group? Um, I mean, first of all, I think it's awesome that we're all coming together to have this conversation. I think it's something that's slightly been overlooked and perhaps taken for granted. But when we approach it, you know, AMAG, we play in the enterprise space quite often. Um, we see a lot of technology and sometimes the human element is almost overlooked. And when it comes to communications, if there is something to go down in a security program or a campus where you ought to feel that you're being safe, you have some common expectations as a human. And the same can be said outside of the security industry. We all as humans just, we want to be seen, we want to be heard, we want to have a voice and we wanna feel safe in our environment so we can just set out to do well. And ultimately I believe that people want to do good. And so I think that's something that in a security program and in security technology, we need to focus on that first. And as primary communications of anybody, it's to listen and to say something. So um, and we've had a couple of conversations and there was one time where I was saying, you know, I was being attacked for Pete's sakes and I'm, I'm screaming, I want to be heard. And I'm not gonna interface with any technology or anything like that. And that's where intelligent audio and communications really comes into play. So I can count on the fact if I'm in a secure environment, say my workplace, I, I know that somebody is gonna be there to keep me safe. So uh, just a quick note to the community, as we're sitting in this working group, people are coming at it from a legal point of view. Some people are coming at it from a technology point of view. Some are talking about go-to-market strategies. And here comes Cami saying, I am representing the employee on the campus in the building who has a problem and has an expectation that someone will hear me and understand my problem. And mm -hmm. I thought that was fascinating to see the whole working group rally around you and go, you reminded us there's human beings involved here. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's something we get so wrapped up in tech because it's 
exciting. We love to innovate, but we have to remember what we're doing it for. And ultimately our industry exists to protect the people. Um, so that needs to come first, no matter how technology pro progresses as, as we do these things. And that brings me to the next point B, that you also brought up in a previous meeting. And, and, and that is, okay, now that we have the right focus, which is we need to protect our greatest assets. As I talk to different CEOs, they commonly will talk about people as their greatest asset. Well, mm -hmm. here's, here's where the uh, rubber hits the road, right? We, we now have a choice, but we have to be effective in that. And this is where this idea of workflows come in. People perform roles in a process using tools to affect mm -hmm. positive outcomes for themselves and their companies. And you know this best of all, because you have been preaching a unified security platform for quite some time. Now, tell me about how audio fits into that strategy. Yeah. I mean, if we look at the whole realm of a unified solution, it spans well beyond just access control video. Uh, we're talking visitor management systems, identity management system, gunshot detection systems. So the list goes on and on and on and on. Um, and audio, most importantly, is there because it's, it's the tool of which you interact and communicate with all of those different technologies. And so say for example, somebody's in the wrong place at the wrong time, you have a visual on it, there's a cultural awareness, how are you gonna tell that person? Or how is somebody going to approach them comfortably and whose role is that? And if you go through you know, the, the diligence and the practice as a security organization, at a corporation or you know wherever you're at, um, the security teams do that due diligence to put together that workflow. It all tends to start with the audio and it all tends to end with the audio when you're communicating out what happened. And then that becomes part of tracking that incident and hopefully it doesn't get to it, but then you have PR coming in into play. Is this something that's going to become, you know, a crisis and people are going to be talking about it outside of our organization? And does that become a risk to us and ultimately impact the bottom line? Um, so I think it's a very, very core element. And it all starts with people are utilizing this technology and people are counting on this technology to be safe and people talk and people want to be heard. And that's really interesting because you and I on the committee went back and forth on this. What does that visual look like? And we're all familiar with, you know, an architecture view of a platform. We're all familiar with the round sphere of applications that are tied into mm -hmm. usually the vendor's logo in the middle. Um, but what you're suggesting is, and this is really interesting, what you're suggesting is, is like the working group, you think voice is the hub, is the hub mm -hmm. with all the, is the glue between all those applications. Yeah, it is. And I mean, I, I think it's good to look at just like common consumerism expectations and what we practice in day-to-day -day life in our homes, we take that same practice to our workspace where, you know, we have these formal stringent security programs. And so we, talk with Siri, we, you know, we talk with Alexa, we have an expectation of some of the stuff and whether you're bought in or not, a lot of people have privacy issues, but if you're bought in to, you know, 
AI and social media and getting the proper advertisements of what I want to see. Not everybody is, but um, we have to have that same expectation. So everything in our homes is controlled by voice, whether we're talking to our families, whether we're talking to our phones, whether we're looking for information to flow based on what I've said. If you're bought in, you have that same expectation when you take it to um, a corporate environment or a workplace environment. I don't want to know that I have to interact with this technology, this technology, go to this app, log something here, log in, you know, to this platform to get this done. I'm going to go and tell a colleague, hey, I just saw something weird go down. Did you see that too? Maybe we should pick up the phone and call somebody. Or maybe we should go swing down to that office and talk to somebody. And those are the, the nuances that are not being picked up in security programs because people are just having a conversation about it. And that's where the intelligent piece of audio comes into play. And if we can break the boundaries of you know, the misperception and the legality of audio, maybe we can do something with that information just as we've learned to do that through our access control platforms, like we do at AMAG, we're watching for abnormal behavior on people's usage of cards and that sort of thing and things being out of line. We're seeing video doing the same thing. We're seeing a lot of other different technologies. So I think there's a big need to you know, raise that awareness of, of some of the stuff we can do with audio. Are you, are you and your people actually approaching security executives today in a sense, uh, and this is coming out of left field, so I apologize, but in a sense saying to them, can we just review how you do things? How do, how do people perform roles in a process? How do you measure uh -huh. that process? Are you doing that today? Oh, totally. Um, it's my favorite thing to do. I think it's really, really fun. I mean, I go into um, our end user sites, um, oftentimes uh, consultants involved, oftentimes an integrator is involved. But we go into the room and we just have a whiteboard and we say, okay, let's play, you know, hundreds of questions. Um, and we break down um, all their different workflows, whether we're talking about, hi, I'm Tammy, I was just hired, I'm going to be part of this team, I just applied for my job, what happens next? Okay, cool, I got the job. What's my background screening like? How do I, you know, what's my first day? Where do I go? How do I interact with people? How do I get, you know, my credential? Do I have to go through, you know, certain training to make sure I keep that up to speed? And who do I submit those tests to? Um, whatever it is, right? We break that all down. And that's just one example of getting your credential. Then it goes into how am I using this credential? What happens if I need to change where I'm using my credential? What happens if I've been naughty and I'm let go? What does that look like to ensure that I don't have access? And then we go through all the different, all the different technologies there. Um, and, and when all that, that is said and done, my favorite part is just working with the end users in the room. And typically these are all the stakeholders of security. Um, and we just talk about, and they always laugh at me and tell me I'm playing therapy with them, but it's like, what is your role to this organization? What value do you specifically bring to the organization in your role? And what stops you or what frustrates you from being able to fulfill your role well? And if something's stopping you, what's at risk to the organization? And that's where they really, really open up and say, I need this, or I have a gap 
here that, you know, potentially could be a hit on our compliance and costs. You know, there's some sectors where compliance hit can cost millions of dollars. Um, and so they have that, you know, fear admitted that I'm not able to do this because we have a gap. And uh, oftentimes it comes to the audio side of the house. We don't have communications out to, you know, a very critical site that's under compliance regulations. And we're just relying on old school phone with a, a telephone number on the, the call box that says, call, call this number. That's right. That's right. And that scares them. Like that's a, that's a real thing. Well, <clears throat> what I find so interesting because of that DNA of yours, where you are very workflow driven as a company and you're helping reveal the blind spots, uh, blind spots, the scotomas inside the organization. They're grateful for it because it helps them, you know, essentially become more effective to their business counterparts. I love that. But what's mm -hmm. really interesting, and you and I had bantered about this before this podcast, I go to your website and I don't see any call-outs for any technology on audio, obvious call-outs, right? And let's, let's go over that conversation you and I had. It, and it's really sure. intriguing because it's, it's like this hidden competitive advantage you have in the marketplace and you yourself had a blind spot on, on, on the fact that, you know, it's not obvious, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we, um, we at AMAG, our very first integration partner, before integration was really anything that people talked about too much as far as an industry trend, was eons ago. Um, and um, our integration with, with their audio solution is so tight that it's embedded in the native DNA platform of AMAG, being our access control product. Um, and so when, when you know, where any customer is deploying an access control system, they automatically have access to managing an audio system straight from their access control platform. And it's so natural for us at AMAG to include this in our talk track to include it as a feature, if you will, um, even though it's a very you know, complex and sophisticated product, um, but it's, it's there. And, and we even notice that you know, we, we need to spend more focus on it. And, and we are doing that through our marketing team um, right now to give it uh, that pronouncement that it is truly a system that needs to be vested in. Um, and we've done some wonderful things um, with, with Zenitel over the years, and it's, it's just natural, but we need to, to heighten that. What I love about that, though, is it's fully embedded. So as the working mm -hmm. group progresses, uh, you know, we're not all trying to uh, be vendors that are vendor oriented on this working group. We're trying to raise the bar for the whole industry. But, but I think you have a voice here that's really going to help the entire industry think about this. Absolutely. It's fully embedded. It is not yeah. an add-on. It's Correct. fully embedded because you're a workflow engine trying to risk mitigate, respond to mm -hmm. incidents, digitally transform the business and security as well as do uh, compliance and conformance. So, yeah. so I love that idea that you've already done that. And now mm -hmm. it's a matter of waking the industry up. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's a good reminder to us too, because it's something that's been there, like I said, for eons, our very first integration. Um, and yeah, so we're, I agree with you, Rob. So, so uh, maybe as an ending here, uh, it would be fun to, and by the way, everyone knows this is a conversation, this is never an interview. So I'm kind of intrigued myself. What outcome do we want out of this working group? What is our personal, not just professional, but what's our personal dream that this working group can affect? What's yours? Ron, that's a, that's a big question. I have a lot of thoughts on this, um, but I, I, I keep representing the, the human in this, and it's not just an audio, too. Um, it's in any security technology that we have out there, but the ease, the ease of being somebody interacting in a security program, even though you're not part of that security program, to be able to participate in that security culture and be security aware or awoke, if you will, to practice that naturally. And I think the only way to do that naturally is to do that by voice. And people feel very, very comfortable to just speak when there's a problem or speak when they need help and trust that somebody is going to be there to help them. There's just too many different technologies out there um, even beyond security technology that we can expect somebody who's an employee, not employed by the security program, or um, a contractor who certainly doesn't report to the same site every single day, or somebody who's a guest that's brand new in your facility and isn't aware at all of your security programs. But we have the same expectation to keep those people safe. And naturally, their first instinct is going to be to communicate not to call up a video, not to go to some location, not to go report in, you know, at some, some mustering station. They don't know that. They just want to speak and be listened to and trust. Um, so, I mean, to me, I think the greatest outcome is to bring clean, crystal clear, simplified educational um, information or materials collateral, if you will, to systems integrators and specifying consultants and end users in a matter that helps them to truly see the importance of it. And then to come together collectively, now how do we get people to naturally and simplistically buy in to a security program that's been enhanced by you know, intelligent audio communications? And that goes back to the human element. And taken to the next level. And I have a similar dream I want to affect what we already have. Just get that ball rolling. We already have it. There's, it's so easy to make mm -hmm. this happen for your employees and for your company. So I, I love that. But I also, as you well know, I'm, I'm really interested in getting partners, which includes end users and integrators, getting partners to weigh in on what mm -hmm. that digital transformation roadmap should be that effectively uh, puts voice at the center of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, it'll be a fun, fun, fun to work with you on this committee over time, Kimmy. Yeah, it is fun. I love seeing, you know, the progression we're all making and how we're starting to collaborate together, all with different, you know, backgrounds and different expectations. And we're all coming together cohesively to, to do that and drive that forward. So I'm really excited. 
This has been a great conversation with Cami Dukes from AMAG. Cami, thank you once again. Thank you, Ron. This has been fun. <laughs>